Repodcasting is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Have you ever watched a movie and wondered why they cast that woman or that guy? Well, here's our chance to give it a try. We're repodcasting. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Repodcasting. I'm Lucia. And I'm Janet. Hi, Janet. How are you today? Hey, Lucia. I'm excited. <laughs> Me too. We're... I can't wait for this episode and to talk about all this fun stuff. Yeah, we're breaking the usual format for this one. Janet had a great idea for this, so why don't you tell the listeners? Yeah, I decided to go rogue for <laughs> this episode. So the new James Bond movie, No Time to Die, was supposed to be released on April the 10th. However, this week it was released that the movie is not coming out on April the 10th. The release date has been pushed back until November of this year because of the coronavirus. The coronavirus is wreaking havoc on everything, including uh, the movie industry. And from what I read, apparently it's because they had to cancel a lot of the press junkets and different premieres that they were planning on doing. Like there was uh, one press junket in particular in Beijing that they were going to be doing. They had to cancel it. So I guess they just decided to push back the release date, which is disappointing Mm -hmm. because I was really looking forward to seeing the new movie. And also, this new James Bond movie, I feel has been riddled with nothing but problems since the start. Um, You know, they've changed directors twice. They did? Daniel, um, my God, I was going to say Daniel Radcliffe. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong Daniel. Uh, Daniel Craig hurt himself during the production of the film, and they had to postpone filming for, I think it was like six or eight weeks. Um, so I just feel as though it's been, uh, like just one thing after another with this movie. And I don't know, I'm worried that often spells trouble for a movie and how it does Mm -hmm. at the movie theater. Yeah, I agree. I actually didn't know that they changed directors a couple of times. They did. They started off with Danny Boyle. Oh, he directed Slumdog Millionaire. Mm-hmm. 28 Days Later. Train Spotting. He did Train Spotting, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, he was the first director attached to it, and then there was creative differences. Oh, that's a shame. But yeah, so they've had several issues. So I certainly hope that the movie ends up being a success, and I'm sure it's going to be great. So It's interesting because after the last one, Spectre, the way that the movie ended was to me very final for Daniel Craig. And not only that, I had heard that he had said it was his last one. So I found it very strange that he came back for another. Well, he kept saying that, that he was finished. And I agree with you. It did sort of look that way Mm -hmm. at the end of Spectre. However, he all along, he was contracted to do five movies, not four. So I always kind of felt like that 
blustering sort of, you know, the way he was always going on and on about how Spectre was his last movie and there was no way he was going to do another one. I kind of always thought that that was, I didn't know if he was putting it on or if, you know, Hmm. I didn't understand why they were doing that because Hmm. he was always under contract to do five James Bond films. Okay. So... Another thing I find really strange is that, so as of when this movie is released, Daniel Craig will have been James Bond for the longest number of years versus any of the other Bonds. That's true. But has done fewer films than both Connery and Moore, Sean Connery and Roger Moore. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, I feel like these uh, movies have been, they've just been such big productions. Yes. That they've needed uh, more time to do them, I guess. And Absolutely. And maybe there's been more of a time lapse in between them. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first four James Bond movies were literally one each year. So 1962, 63, 64, 65. Every year there was a new James Bond movie. And Spectre was five years ago. Yeah. During Daniel Craig's reign as James Bond, the movies have just been so big and huge mega productions that I feel as though maybe they've needed the time to do them or Yeah. Daniel Craig is also now the second oldest Bond. (laughs) Oh, is he really? Yeah, because like Roger Moore was the oldest. He did his last Bond film, he was fifty eight years old. Yes, he was. He was and he looked it. Oh yeah. It was a rough one to watch. Um, that was a view to a kill from what year? 1985. Yeah. Um, and yeah, James, uh, James Bond, Daniel Craig is uh, 52 this year. Sorry to blow up his spot. I don't know. I don't think he, like, in my opinion, I think he looks really great. Well, 52 today is not the same as 52 in 1985, of course. Yeah, but. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, if he gets injured on set, uh, I'm pretty sure that there's a longer um, recovery time than he would have had when he first started. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, the fact that when he did injure himself and they had to shut down production of this latest film, Mm -hmm. like that was a huge obstacle for the movie. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. You have an older actor, like the downtime is is going to be, if, if they get injured, the downtime is going to be longer for sure. Yeah. Um, so I guess what we're doing today is we're dream casting because they'll need a new James Bond soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so Daniel Craig, this will be his last movie for sure. No <laughs> time to die. This is going to be his last, uh, turn as James Bond. And I mean, they've been talking about finding a new James Bond for, I mean, they've been talking about this for like two years now. I think I, like I would say even five years longer. I don't yeah. know. Um, so that's what we're doing today. I thought it would be fun for us to dream cast um, to see who each of us would like to see as a new James Bond or who we think would be a great James Bond because it is such an iconic character even still. And, you know, people say what they want about these movies, but they still make a lot of money and people still come out in droves to see them. Definitely. I didn't start watching James Bond movies until Daniel Craig was James Bond. I never saw one before that. 
Really? Yeah, 2008 was the first time I saw a James Bond movie. And, like, I was not a small child or anything either. Like, I was a full-blown adult. For you, Janet, who was your first James Bond? Well, I'm older than you, um, so I'm going to date myself here. The first James Bond that I sort of was cognizant of was Roger Moore. Okay. And um, I remember watching the James Bond movies even as a kid. Like, my dad used to watch them. Mm -hmm. My dad liked them, too. Yeah, so we used to watch them. Let me ask you this. Who is your favorite James Bond? Okay, well, I have not seen the one movie that George Lazenby did yet. Um, And I have not seen any of Timothy Dalton's two films. But I have seen the other four. And Daniel Craig is my favorite, maybe because he was my first. I don't know. I just, I like the darker take that he has on it. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that. Yeah, Daniel Craig is my favorite James Bond as well. Mm -hmm. I don't know. He just, he brought like a whole new, fresh sort of energy into this role. And it really needed it. Like, I've seen a couple of the movies that Pierce Brosnan did as James Bond, and I am surprised that I don't like him more Mm -hmm. than I did. Like, I thought Pierce Brosnan was a really bad James Bond. I didn't enjoy him. And then it was only recently that I saw Timothy Dalton. Okay. Uh, He did two James Bond films. And I've only seen one. But you know what? I actually really liked Timothy Dalton. I know that he kind of got a bad rap when he when he did the the films, but I really enjoyed his performance. I thought he he just was a more serious bond. And I almost Mm. felt like the energy was more like the, the energy that Daniel Craig has brought to the role. I think he was a more serious bond. Okay, I'm going to have to watch those. Because, yeah, I don't mind some of the Roger Moore ones, but they're very, like, cheeky and silly sometimes. And then the Pierce Brosnan ones, I I agree with you. They're not good. He's not good as James Bond. It's really cheesy. I don't buy him as that level of spy. It's just bad all around. Yeah, exactly. So I'll get started with my dream casting if you don't have any other comments. I do not. We'll just take a quick break, though. Stick around, and then we'll come back and recast. This episode is brought to you by the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. The Girl Tries Life podcast is a fellow Alberta Podcast Network member and is all about showing that women are capable of anything when they have the right tools, strategies, and mindset in place. I'm your host, Victoria Smith, a stress reduction coach who is all about helping you reduce your stress so that you can actually enjoy your daily life. Imagine that. In the Girl Tries Life podcast, we alternate between interviews with incredibly inspiring ladies who break down how they got to where they are and coaching episodes that leave you with tangible resources and skills for your own life. Life isn't stressless, but we can help you stress less. So I hope that you'll check out the Girl Tries Life podcast. You can find it at girltrieslife.com forward slash podcast. And remember, the most important thing in life is that you try. Okay, and we're back. And it's time for Janet to let us know who should be the next James Bond. Yes. So I've told you this story several times before, (laughs) but I don't know if our listeners, if I've ever even told this story on the podcast. So when Daniel Craig was cast as the new James Bond, uh, I was really excited because 
I had originally seen him in this movie that he did called Layer Cake. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting in the theater watching him in that movie and thinking, oh my God, this guy should be the next James Bond. And then <laughs> a year later, they cast him as James Bond. So I was like, yay. I was like excited. But also I was like, yeah, like I called it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that was my first foray into recasting. <laughs> um, so I'm hoping that one of my dream casting choices actually becomes the next James Bond again. Yeah, you're prescient. So I'm sorry to see Daniel Craig go, but I also think that, you know, he's done, this will be his fifth movie. It's mm-hmm. time for him to pass the mantle on to someone else. So I know there's been a lot of talk about who should play James Bond, and everyone's got an opinion about this, and a lot of people have expressed that it should be a, a female James Bond. And I, as much as I'm all for, like, fresh thinking, I actually don't think it should be a female. Hmm. And maybe that's just because I'm a hetero perv and I want to see like <laughs> like a really good, you know, looking guy or whatever. Like for me, it's like I just want to see a man in that role. But my picks for the new James Bond are definitely more diverse. Okay. Because I think we need to see some diversity in the new James Bond. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be more reflective of Britain mm-hmm. or the UK, whatever you want to call it, because let's face it, there's a lot of diversity there. Of I mean, course. we're sold this sort of white version of what England looks like, but then you go to England and like, that's not what it's like, right? <laughs> sure, so yeah. I think there, there should be some diversity there. So my first pick, and this is my first choice, I would love to see this actor as the new James Bond, and it's Dev Patel. I knew you were going to say him. One thing I, I think overall, whoever they end up selecting as the new James Bond, I think he should be a younger-ish actor. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like a lot of the times when they cast the James Bond, he's older already. Yep. And, you know, let's face it, most of these, like Daniel Craig has done five films over the span of, what, 12 years? 14 years. 14 years, okay. So, like, odds are... Anyone that they pick, whoever they pick next, you're tying that person down for probably about four or five movies, and that's Mm -hmm. like 10 to 12 years, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like it it should be someone who is a little bit younger, who can not be so old when he finally (laughs) passes the mantle on to the next actor, right? Sure. Because Dev Patel is 29. Whoa. I didn't realize he was that young. Yeah, I feel like he's a perfect age. Mm -hmm. He's like on the cusp. He's almost 30. And let's face it, by the time they get a script and a director and whatever for the next film, I mean, we're looking at like probably another three or four years. Agreed. So I think he would be the perfect age by the time they get it together and they start the next one. And in terms of acting, I feel like Dev Patel is just like he's so good at everything he does he's good at comedy drama romance like he's got leading man quality and i think he would bring a different sort of intensity 
a younger energy. He's very charming as mm-hmm. well, or at least I think he is. And also, I saw him recently in a movie called The Wedding Guest. And if you get a chance, you should watch it because it's definitely like a different type of role for him. Mm. But I was watching it and I was like, I feel like he's auditioning for the James Bond <laughs> role. And if anyone has seen this movie, I think you'll understand what I mean by that because it's sort of an action film and he was really good in it. Wow. So I'd really like to see him get it. He's British as well. So <laughs> yeah. that helps. Yeah, I think that's a good Give choice. I can sort of picture it. Uh, oh, okay. I would need to see more of Dev Patel's work, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's a bad choice. I think it's good. I think it makes okay. sense. And then my next choice for James Bond would be Henry Golding. Mm, him I do not know. He's in Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> oh, okay. So he hasn't done a lot mm-hmm. of film work. Uh, he did Crazy Rich Asians. That was like his feature film debut, I believe. Um, he's done a few others. He was in Last Christmas with Amelia Clark that got really crappy reviews. <laughs> but let me tell you, it was when I watched his performance in that movie that I was like, oh, Henry Golding, because <laughs> he is a charm bomb. Totally. Wow. He's so charming. And he's got that leading man star quality. I just think he would be a great James Bond. And he's British as well, I believe. I just saw him as well in a, a Guy Ritchie movie. It's called The Gentleman. Oh, yeah. It came out recently. He was really good in that. And when he's on screen, you can't take your eyes off of him. He's just one of those actors that he just exudes that crazy super charm. He's only 33, so I feel like he would be a little bit younger and he would be like a good age as well. And my third choice is also a British actor, and it's Chiwetel Ejiofor. Mm-hmm. You know who he is, right? I do, yes. Okay, for anyone who doesn't know him, he has been around forever. He's done tons of movies. I think a lot of people will know him for his performance in Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Isn't he in 12 Years a Slave? Yeah, he was in that, but I feel like a lot of people maybe didn't see that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Definitely Marvel movies have a wider scope, okay. right? Okay, yeah. But Just yeah, that he's he not the lead in that. no. He's not, yeah. but he's in it. Okay. But yeah, 12 Years a Slave, for sure. He's mm-hmm. the lead in it. Yeah. How many people listening actually saw 12 Years a Slave? I don't know. A lot of people will know him as well. It, anyone who has seen Love Actually. Who is he in movie. that? Yeah. Uh, he is the groom right at the very beginning who marries Kira Knightley's character. Oh, okay. I mean, that's an older movie. Yeah. But he's in that. And I'll tell you, when I saw him, he did a movie with Angelina Jolie called Salt. Oh, yeah. It's an older-ish movie. But it was when I was watching Salt, and I was like, wow, he should be the next James Bond. (laughs) He would be so good. And same thing, he's just, he's a very skilled actor. Like, he's good in everything that he does. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Mm -hmm. And he's very underrated. Like, I feel like a lot of people don't know him, even though he's been around for so long. And his body of work is so extensive. But 
I feel like he's underrated, but he's definitely got that essence of James Bond. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a really good choice. Mm -hmm. He's a little bit older. Mm -hmm. Like, he's 42. So that would be my only reservation with him, but I think he would do an amazing job as the next James Bond as well. Nice. Yeah, I agree. Those are my choices. I thought you would pick Daniel Radcliffe for some reason as one of the options. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't picture Daniel Radcliffe. Did you pick Daniel Radcliffe? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I agree with you that I think it is time for some diversity in that role, um, be it racial, gender, both. You know, it's been around for, what is it, 50-something years and nearly 60 years. By the time the new Bond comes out, the franchise will be 60 years old, and it's only been white men. And yeah, I think it's time for, you know, let's shake things up a little. Let's make it more interesting. Initially, like five years ago, when I thought maybe Spectre might be the last one, at that time, I was like, oh, man, Idris Elba would be a fantastic Bond. Right. He's a little older now. I think now would not be the time to uh, have him start a new Bond franchise. And then there were a couple other people who are like, oh, they're so good. And then I looked at their ages and, you know, they were a little too old. Like Lucy Liu, who is not British, I know. But I think she would be such a cool kick-ass Bond. So who I did go with, I have half female, half male choices, I would say. The first one I thought of was Naomi Harris, who plays Moneypenny in the most recent version of James Bond. I like her. I think she's fun. I think she has a really cool energy in the movies. And I think it'd be nice to see Moneypenny get a promotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Naomi Harris. I She's an actress that I feel like she doesn't get enough recognition. Yeah, absolutely. I really agree. I, I, I feel like Naomi Harris should be in everything, in every movie. Like, she's just so good. Yeah. I don't know if she's selective about what she does or if she's just not offered the parts. But, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, she's great. Yeah, she's yeah. good. Mm -hmm. um, and then my next choice, I'm going to go through them kind of fast because I had more choices than you. My next one would be Felicity Jones from, what was it called, Rogue One. I, I'd say Rogue One is probably her only, like, action-y movie, but she is British and she is a good age to be starting that. And I just, I really like her. I think she's, yeah. I always like seeing her in everything that she's done too. And I've seen her do like some fairly versatile stuff and she's always been good. So I think she would definitely bring a very different tone and energy, I believe, but I would be interested in seeing it. And then my next one, I think you're not going to like because she's not British, <laughs> but Alicia Vikander, uh, she's Swedish. Oh, but, oh. I don't like her. Oh, really? I like her a lot. Yeah, I like her in everything I've seen her yeah. in anyway. Yeah. And she was the most recent uh, Lara Croft, is it, yeah, for Tomb Raider? Yeah. So... You know, she has definitely done some action stuff, and she can kick ass. <laughs> but she's so boring. Don't you find that she's boring on screen? No, I truly don't. The other two actresses that you selected, at least they're, I don't know, 
And I get Alicia Vikander won an Oscar. Mm-hmm. And she was very good in that role that she won the Oscar for. Yeah, I think so. But, no, no I can't picture her as <laughs> James Bond or okay. James. How would they, if it was a woman, would they call her James Bond? Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I guess you would have to change the name. Not necessarily. So I can't remember, I've definitely had this conversation with you, but I can't remember if I've said it on the podcast. But so in the past, you could kind of like say, okay, James Bond 007, they're all spies. So that's not the person's name. It's not that Sean Connery's character is named James Bond. It's that's his spy name. Until there was a birth certificate in one of the Daniel Craig ones where it said James Bond. So I'm like, oh, okay, they kind of ruined that. So you're telling me all those other people also named James Bond? Like, it's not the same universe in that way, right? So yeah, like, it to me, if you treat it like that's the spy name for Agent 007, then yeah, you don't have to change the name at all. Oh, you saw, what movie was that where they showed his birth certificate? I want to say Skyfall. I think it was that one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, yeah. So then my other two choices are both men. The first one is Chiwetel Ejiofor. No way. I thought you were going to say, for a second, I thought you were going to say Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Why? And I was totally going to throw my phone out <laughs> the window. <laughs> oh, my. No. Like I literally would have picked up my phone and thrown it out into the cold, dark night. That's... That's ridiculous. No, I'll say this. Alicia Vikander is the only non-British person that I chose. Joaquin Phoenix. I can't even remotely picture that. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just warning you. If I hate your next choice, this is going out the window. You're going to love um, my next choice. <laughs> I love that you, we picked the same person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he would be great. Like, he uh, is so suave and, yes. yeah, he would be wonderful. I actually, like, would love to see that. And then, just in case the casting and producers don't feel that the world is ready for a more diverse James Bond, I picked mm. Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> yeah. I had a feeling you were going to pick him. Yeah, of course. I haven't talked about him in a little while. It was about time. I know. <laughs> see, I'm so conflicted because... I could definitely see Benedict Cumberbatch Mm -hmm. as James Bond. Absolutely. I mean, he would definitely be believable in the role. He ticks all the boxes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, you know, I always feel like James Bond, I mean, even though Daniel Craig's iteration of James Bond is, you know, very intense, kind of serious, he gives us some cheek every now and then, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I feel like you need an actor who can do that. Yeah. James Bond can be intense, but I feel like he needs to be able to be cheeky as well and be able to deliver those cheeky lines. And Benedict Cumberbatch could definitely do that, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, I would love to see him as the next James Bond. That yeah, would make me very yeah. happy. He could, <laughs> he could do it. But then there's a part of me that feels like he's too predictable almost right. a choice. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? The other thing, too, is, I mean, when they're selecting an actor, they have to pick someone who wants, like, to take on a role like this, you have to want to take on everything that comes with a role like this. Yes. Right? 
because when you say, yes, I'm going to play the next James Bond, I want to, to do this for the next 10 years of my life, <laughs> you know, you're no longer an unknown actor. This is a big franchise. And I feel like some actors might not want that, yeah. like all that exposure. Because I know for a long time, people were throwing around Killian Murphy as James Bond. And while I certainly would love to see him in the role, and he could most definitely do it, I don't think that Killian Murphy, the person, has the right sort of personality for wanting a role this big. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that was something I took into consideration when I was selecting my choices as well. And do you think, like, I don't know if this is just general conversation, but it came up right after Benedict Cumberbatch. Do you think he's not the personality for that? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's where I was going with that point. I'm not <laughs> sure that he is. Like, even when he was nominated for the Oscar that he won, I almost felt like there was sort of not hesitation there, but at the same time, I sort of wondered if he was up for the task, so to speak, right? Because there's a lot of campaigning and handshaking, and there's a lot of that that goes on, right? When you're mm -hmm. campaigning for an Oscar. But I think he's pretty much a household name by now, don't you? I don't know. I mean, he was, okay, this is animated, but like, he did The Grinch, which is big like when you get into those kids movies that are like known characters and to me that is a person who is fine playing that game i don't know i'll be honest i think that there's a lot of people who still you say his name and a, a lot of people are still like huh who hmm interesting so yeah i don't know but uh, i'll do a poll before this episode comes out and see do you know who benedict cumberbatch yeah. is yes or no sure. <laughs> That would be my only sort of, I wonder if he would have that reservation. Like he'd be, how old is Benedict Cumberbatch anyway? He's currently 43. He's a year oh, older yeah. than Chiwetel Ejiofor. Yeah. Well, his name has been bandied about a little bit mm -hmm. so it far has. for oh, it. for sure. Yeah. yeah. I will say this. If I was selecting a female Bond, mm -hmm. I would pick Amelia Clark. Really? Game of Thrones. Oh, Yeah. So you don't watch Game of Thrones. No. You've only seen, you've seen Amelia Clark in one movie. Two. That, that movie is not reflective. <laughs> the uh, Jojo Moyes movie is not showing her in the uh, action no movie way. light for sure. No, but I saw her in the Star Wars one too. Oh, okay. Yeah, you need, you know what? You need to see Game of Thrones to understand who Amelia Clark is as an actor. Fair enough. And then you would understand that, yes, she would make a great <laughs> James Bond. Or I think she would anyway. And her name was actually thrown around. Oh, okay. And she actually said she'd love to do it when they asked her. I think there would be backlash for sure if they chose a woman. But I don't think it would be so big that it would like tank the franchise or, you know, I think they would get over it. I don't know. Really? Yeah, I don't know if I agree with you. I don't know. I mean, like, I certainly wouldn't be irate and throw a temper tantrum if they selected a, a female. Mind you, I don't think that they will ever go that route as long as Barbara Broccoli is in charge over at James Bond Incorporated. <laughs> because she has said that um. as long as she's in charge, they will never have a female James Bond. Huh. So I don't think that's something that we'll see anytime soon. 
it would cause a lot of backlash. For sure. You know, For sure. The fans would. aren't as immature as, you know, some of the other fans who we won't name of movie <laughs> franchises are, but <laughs> yeah. I also think that if they select a person of color, that there will be backlash too. I think there will be too. Yeah, absolutely. And again, like much like I said with the woman, I think that it's something that once you see what the person can do, like as long as they pick a good person, of course, I do think people will be able to get over it. I don't think that means it's the end of James Bond and that's it. What could happen is that the first movie doesn't make as much money as they would expect and then they are scared and run back to a white man. I feel like that could happen. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say which direction they will go in. I think if they're smart, that they will go with a diverse choice. Mm -hmm. I think if they're smart. But yeah, I could totally see them going with like just another white guy. That guy, Richard, I think his name is Richard Madden. I don't know that name. Uh, Yeah, you don't know who he is. But his name has been thrown around a lot. And people will know him. He's actually done quite a few things. He was on Game of Thrones as well. He played Rob Stark. And most recently, he was in a show called The Bodyguard that people were raving about. Hmm. And he was in Rocket Man as well. Oh, okay. I could see him, I guess, as James Bond. He's not my James Bond. Like, he (laughs) wouldn't be my pick. To be honest, if I was picking a white guy to be James Bond so as to not shake up the franchise or whatever, I would go with Luke Evans. Okay. The only thing is, he's a bit older. Like, he's 40 now. He's Welsh. Mm -hmm. So he's from the UK. I think he'd be good. Like, he's got that really sort of intense vibe that I think is very similar to Daniel Craig's. Yeah. But I think he's a versatile performer. He was in one of the Fast and Furious movies, or maybe he was in two of them. And he played a bad guy in those movies. And he was really good. But then he was guest on in (sighs) the live action of Beauty and the Beast, right? So he is versatile. And he was in Girl on the Train. He was. Yeah. So I think, I personally think he, if they were going with like a white dude, I think he would be a really good James Bond. Yeah. I I I could see him as James Bond as well. Mm -hmm. But I hope they go with someone more diverse. I agree. There's no need to stick with status quo right now. It's, let's make it interesting. But we'll see. I don't know. (laughs) It will be interesting. And I think we won't get that new film with a new person for at least like, yeah, three or four years, like you said. Easily, for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we both had some interesting picks. Yeah. My least favorite of yours was Alicia Vikander. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) She's my least favorite in a way too, because she's the only one who's not British. Yeah. I don't think that she would actually get picked. No. I just think that I would like to see it. <laughs> right. That's the other thing. Of all things, I think that they would never pick an actor who was not from the UK. Mm-hmm. I agree. Right. Yeah. So. And well, or from the Commonwealth, because uh, George Lazenby is Australian. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Which means maybe we could have a Canadian bond. We're Commonwealth. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I can't even think. Uh, Joshua Jackson. 
Who else is Canadian? Oh, <laughs> I'm oh joking. That's I not a good pick. <laughs> yeah. I read that when they were auditioning Bonds after Roger Moore, mm-hmm. they auditioned Sam Neill. Oh. Who is from New Zealand. Oh. Mm-hmm. And he almost got it. Oh, cool. But then it didn't. He would have been interesting, actually. I kind of like that. I like him. Yeah. You know, he's he was on Peaky Blinders oh. for a couple of seasons. He played Inspector Campbell. Mm-hmm. And he was such a despicable character oh. on that show. But he played it beautifully. He was so good. He's such a great actor, that guy. He mm-hmm. really is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that uh, that about does it for this portion of the show. We just have one thing left to do, but before we do that, we'll take our second break. This episode of Repodcasting is brought to you by Snow and Tell, the Winter City Podcast. This show explores outdoor activities, urban design, business, and culture in winter cities through interviews with thought leaders and local winter champions. Winter comes every year, so why not embrace it? Find Snow and Tell on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find it online at wintercityedmonton.ca slash podcast. Stick around after this episode to hear a clip. And now back to the show. Okay, and we are back and it is time for our favorite segment. <laughs> it's time for Hold Me Close, Young Tony Danza, the segment where we cast Tony Danza into a role in the movie, or in this case, in the franchise that we are talking about. So, Janet. <laughs> I am so excited to give Tony Danza a role in the James Bond universe. <laughs> nice. And where would you like to place Tony Danza? I think it's genius that we have done this. <laughs> So, if I was casting Tony Danza into the James Bond universe, I would cast him as Q. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. And I'll tell you why. Because, I mean, the Q that they have right now, it's Ben Wyshot. Like, they went with someone younger. Because usually it was, I can't remember the name of the actor, but he was an older gentleman that did it for a long, long time. Well, he did it from the very first movie. Yeah, his name is Dermot something. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't remember either. And he was, I mean, you know, he was the Q that people remembered and and knew for so long, right? But, you know, Q is kind of a quirky character. And Q is one of these people that, you know, he's take charge. He's in control. He's kind of the go-to person to be there to help out. And Tony Danza does that so well in the roles that he's in and Mm -hmm. his portrayal of that. I think he would be able to channel that really nicely. And I think he's just naturally that character. And so I think that's why he'd make a really good cue. I like it. I think he'd make a very good cue as well. Um, And I do want to mention the name of the actor. It was Desmond Llewellyn. Where did I get Dermot? Desmond Dermot. It's not that far off. (laughs) Yeah, I, I really like that. I think that's good. I uh, Now I'm worried you're going to laugh at my pick because I was being just kind of like cheeky about it. Since more than half of my picks were women, I think Tony Danza should be a Bond boy. A Bond boy? Yeah. Like a James Bond? No, like a Bond girl, but he's a Bond boy. Oh, 
Let him take his shirt off and uh, see him fooling around with uh, our new James Bond lady. I would love it. He's, he's still a silver fox. No kidding. Right? Yeah. And he's very so, fit. <laughs> I can see. So you've objectified him, essentially. I certainly have. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's okay to do it once in a while, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I could see him as a Bond boy. Absolutely. Yeah. that silver fox sex appeal mm-hmm. and I think he could be like you know how sometimes the James Bond and the Bond girl will get very like cheeky and flirty and I would love to see that yes oh totally mm-hmm. I would love to see Tony Danza being flirtatious without his shirt on yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's, that's a movie that we need damn it <laughs> I'm so on board Okay, sorry. I'm actually a little distracted because my computer battery is about to die. And so I'm trying to move the computer to the power cord. So, okay, we're back on board. (laughs) I hope I'm not echoey now because I had to move. Okay, well, so that pretty much does it for us. I think we had some very fun picks, both for Tony Danza and for the new James Bond. And we'll see. I think so, too. I think we've done some excellent dream casting here. And I hope that someone's listening and yeah. actually casts one of these fine actors. Absolutely. Fun. I will say this. If they end up casting someone who either of us has chosen, we're going to be going on. We'll be insufferable. We'll be going on about this. <laughs> one of mine I am definitely going to attribute it to the fact that we've been doing this podcast and you know the whole Malcolm Gladwell thing like we've been doing it for so many hours that I'm now an expert at casting (laughs) (laughs) okay so for next month for our May episode uh, we will be recasting a real doozy (laughs) it's the 2010 movie, I believe it is, The Bounty Hunter, starring Jennifer Aniston and Gerard Butler. One of our favorites. Exactly. I feel like we can, like, claim him now. Oh, yeah. He's, I hope Gerard Butler is a guest on repodcasting one day. That would be a dream. That would be be amazing. Yeah. We We have to make it happen. We would do a round table. It would be Gerard Butler. And Tony Danza. <laughs> oh my god, that oh, that's my dream. Can we not get Tony Danza on the podcast? Has he ever done a podcast? I don't know. We have Maybe. to find a way. Well, I mean, we can put it out into the universe. Who knows mm-hmm. what can happen, right? But yeah, Tony Danza should be our first guest. Absolutely. I'm going to make no. a, what do you call it, a dream board. I'm going to secret it out into the universe. Yeah, well, we just did. <laughs> Well, no, we have to officially put it on a board that, like, we look at all the time. Um, I've done that already. Oh, sorry. Okay. (laughs) Okay, then it's my fault. I haven't done it yet. I got to get on it. (laughs) Can you please, like, put some energy into it? We're never going to get him. (laughs) 
<laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, okay, so watch the Bounty Hunter recap. Well, or don't. I don't want people coming back and getting mad at us. I felt bad because we did have uh, on our social media when we posted about our previous episode, Aloha, our friend Marjorie, she uh, said she watched the movie and was upset that we wasted her time. <laughs> Marjorie, if you're listening, Marjorie, you're number one because... Honestly, Marjorie is great. Like she watches all the movies and she recasts along with us. Yeah, Marjorie. Marjorie should be on our podcast as well. She'll she should be in the round table as well. Agreed. Yeah. I'll actually give her a personal message right now, Marjorie, if you want to skip watching The Bounty Hunter, I totally get it. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, and so we're uh, repodcasting on all the social media stuff. That's where you can find us. And if you have any suggestions or complaints or your own recasting, feel free to email us at repodcasting at gmail.com. So that's it for us this month. Thank you, Janet, as always. Oh, thanks, Lucia. And we'll see you next month. Bye. Bye. It's not a spoiler alert. Winter is going to be here for a good chunk of the year every single year. For some people, the very thought of winter is enough to send chills down their spine. But for others, winter is a season full of beauty, of adventure, of racing down the ski hill or snuggling by a roaring fire. I don't want to be inside during the winter. A season of contrast, light and dark, fire and ice, cold and warmth, a season full of potential. Part of the lighting design process is making the informed decision of not to illuminate something. If we have everything lit, then it just might look like a greenhouse where we're all tomatoes trying to produce work. And every day, more and more cities and people are coming around to seeing the possibilities of winter. The way that the city streets are being used is changing. I'm Sue Holdsworth. And I'm Isla Tanaka. Welcome to Snow and Tell, the Winter City Podcast. Together, we'll talk to specialists and thought leaders. We'll hear stories from everyday people, just like you, about their wintry trials and tribulations, triumphs and transformations. We can't change the weather, but we can change how we feel about it, how we design for it, play in it, thrive in it. I mean, we're all jubilant when we have a little exercise. We can hibernate or we can choose to change our thinking and actually plan to make winter a better experience for everyone. There is no such thing as bad weather. It's bad clothing. Join us as we learn how to make our cold cities cool. Find Snow and Tell, the Winter City podcast on your favorite podcast service or online at wintercityedmonton.ca slash podcast. I've learned over 70 years how you can get along really well outside in Edmonton, no matter what the season is. Mm-hmm.